0: That is definitely working smarter. And imagine what you can do with that power at your next tailgate party. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro access tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Right, welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and rock and roll. And today, Disco Inferno is here. He joins Talk is Jericho. You hear him every week on Keeping It 100 with Conan right here on the Jericho Network. But he's finally making his solo debut right here on Talk is Jericho. And he's got all kinds of stories. You know Disco. He loves to talk. He's got a, a, an infectious laugh, an infectious personality. He's got a lot of opinions. And he's got a lot of stories about his days in WCW. He got there one week before Nitro debuted on the air back in 1996. What Raven had to do at Disco's Gimmick, working with China at WWE and some of his crazier indie matches, like the time he had to work on a pretend cage that electrocuted if you touched one of the pretend walls. Yeah, he's also talking about booking some of the ideas he came up with that weren't used: invisible men, uh, uh, alien invasions. He did come up with a man of a thousand and four holds, though, as well. That the famous man of a thousand four whole, uh, hold promo that I did, where he's going to tell us all about that. He's also uh, talking about all things wrestling, all things WCW. It's a great conversation with the Disco Inferno. But first, got another WCW legend. Did you take advantage of DDP's big sale on everything DDP Yoga at DDPYoga.com? slash Jericho. The big sale he had on Black Friday week. You didn't? Okay, stick your hand out. I'm going to slap you. I'm going to smack you right now. That's for not uh, That's for not uh, going for to DDP.com slash Jericho last week. But that's okay. You still got time. You know why? Do you want to know why? Because DDP loves the holidays so much and he loves all of you. He's extended his biggest sale ever ever and is still offering ddpy and all ddpy related swag for 25 off one quarter off he's slashing it down 25% off, just go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. You know what DDBY has done for me and what it's done for Jake the Snake and Scott Hall, Kane, AJ Styles, RVD, Dust. They're all doing the DDPY program as well. Now, it's the perfect time for you to get on the path to healthier living with DDPY because Dallas has made it even easier than ever for you to get started thanks to the 5, 10, 15, 20, 25% off sale and his new DDPYoga Now app, all right? With that app, you can do DDPY anytime, anywhere, anyplace, right from your phone or your tableta. The app not only lets you do all the workouts right from your phone, it's also got a bunch of other cool features to keep you on that path to healthy living. You can use the DDPY Now app to track your heart rate and calories. You can use it for pain tracking measurements and even progress photos. And DDP Yoga Now app subscribers won't ever get bored doing the same workouts over and over again because DDP's added completely new 2.0 workouts and weekly live workouts from the DDP Yoga Performance Center in Atlanta, Georgia, okay, for a limited time. You can get the DDP Yoga DVDs for 25% off, plus three months of full access for free to the DDP Yoga Now app. All you got to do is go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. That's all you got to do to take advantage of this fabuloso deal. Just go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Get 5, 10, 15, 20, 25% off the DDPY program and all DDPY swag, okay? And of course, when you buy the DVDs, you'll also get three months of free access to the DDP Yoga. Now, app. That's ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Are you sitting on the fence? Are you thinking, oh, this is all just one big scam, or I'm not buying into this? I'm telling you, man, you got to get your head out of your uh, relative behind and go try DDP Yoga now. It's the best workout mentally and physically you'll ever do. It's going to cure what ails you. Change your life. Change it today. ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Do it now. Talk is talk. is is Jericho. All right, so I'm here uh, in Las Vegas with the Disco Inferno, and my first question is: Do you have any hot news?
1: <laughs> no, 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 do you have any hot news? I <laughs> <laughs> was thinking the other day, what, what, what started that? Um, just me you and Madden, just uh, Mark Madden. Yeah, uh, you know, so when we just would always every single time we'd see each other, and to this day, when I call Madden, the the, the phone conversation is very is you know that's a greeting. Do you have any hot news? No, do you have any hot news? And we never have any hot <laughs> news. You know, there's like there's like hot news. He'll have a story. Um, like, like he was a perfect example of his, his most recent hot news. Like, we have we never have hot news. You know, we talk, like, multiple times a week. And he said, like, hey, he goes, oh, I do have hot news. I'm like, oh, all right. He goes, hey, he guys, I'm going to go see Iron Maiden in New York. I'm <laughs> like, that's not hot news. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, that's how, that's how weak the hot that news that kind of became the thing, like, you oh. know,
0: the hot news was just whatever you had.
1: Oh, absolutely. what Yeah, I mean. whatever. Because the, you know, back then, you know, r- rumors were, you know, we we, like, you know, yeah. The internet was growing, you know, and stuff everything. Like the rumor mill backstage was big. And so we'd always like, hey, do you have any hot news? It's like, like
0: starting uh, in, in talking about WCW, WCW. Time frame, Yeah. WCW. Yeah, WCW. You know, how funny is that when you say like the, the, the internet hadn't even started yet? Like, how much has the business changed now with the internet? Like, you know, everything. Oh, bro. It's, whereas uh, then
1: you knew really nothing. You know, back when I broke in, uh, when, when, what year did you break in? Like, with uh, the, 1990. 1990, Cat, I broke in 92. Okay. Um, and, you know, I, until I started training. To be a wrestler, you know, I'd never like like guys at the the school or the you know some of the wrestlers or the guys that were running the show, you know, they would had the observer and the torch. Yeah. I'd never seen those. Right. You know, we're like the last of the guys, you know, the guys in our mid forties and stuff, I think, mm-hmm. We're the last of the guys that broke in when we really didn't know like we, we, we knew from watching TV. Right. You know, we only knew like, okay, I see them talking in there, they're mm-hmm. talking about we but we didn't know how it was done. Yeah, you, you know, like in like of course, today's education. Everybody knows how to wrestle before they even you know, just by watching on TV, reading about it backstage. They, they know everything, but before, you didn't know. You didn't know much, you know. And I, like I, I, when I started training, I was like, okay, I, I, I get this, you know. It's, we, we're marks, mm-hmm. kind of, you know. And like like these days, there's, you know, they're not marks now. Yeah. They're, they're smart and they're getting into business first, you that's know? A great so, point. right. You,
0: you, you might be starting to train, but you kind of know the concept of what wrestling is all about before you even get in the ring and hit the ropes or anything like that.
1: A- absolutely. I mean, like, you, but then then that's why, like, so many people tr- are wrestlers today. Mm. You know, it's like, uh, it's funny, like, because, um, uh, Jim Mitchell had a quote, the Sinister Minister. <laughs> he, he had a great quote there. It's like it's like today, like since since everybody's a wrestler, it's like nobody's really a wrestler. Because everybody wrestles. Huh. There's like so many people that, that do this these days. But like as like I said, you know, so the internet kind of grew like mid you know mid nineties. Yeah, because we were still yeah. beepers. Yeah. You know, like so, yeah, so there was the beeper. We didn't we didn't you know, yeah. then then slowly the, the cell phones started integrating and then you know the education level started increasing on you know, finding hot news. You know, you could kind of like you could go to the show like before. You know, guys wouldn't be able to talk to each other unless you were home. We're on the payphone, right? You know, right, beep, right, right. Beeping each other. Now yeah. there's constant communication, text messaging, and stuff. I think you're always in contact with everybody and everything. So that's how hot news. Uh, you know, so now there's tons of hot news, actually. But me and Matt never have any. You know, so.
0: <laughs> no one's giving you any of the hot news at all. Right. And and you, do you, do you, you're, you're, we're in
1: Vegas now, and this is where you live now, and this is where you work. Are you still involved with the business? Yeah, I'm, I'm still involved. You're still... I, you're, you're, People say they retire, right? Yeah. Bro, to to me, retiring from wrestling is you never receive another payday for ever doing anything in wrestling ever again. As long as you can do this and get paid to do it you'll never really retire so mm. i i still i still work every now and i stay in good shape you know yeah, I, I, great d- shape de- yeah. decent shape you look
0: pretty much you look the, almost the same
1: as you did in 95 when you started right, hair's right. never changed right <laughs> <laughs> cocoa butter that's that's my that's my thing these days but uh but yeah and i, I teach them. Um, they have a wrestling school here and they have a uh, like me kenny king uh sin Bode, mm-hmm. um kazarni uh alcatraz and um I a couple of tj like perkins yeah alcatraz. yeah right Al, alcatraz right <laughs> uh, we we train at this uh, at the school they have here and i i teach a class on on wednesdays from, mm. from like 4 to 6 just a local guys probably we get get probably like 10 to 15 kids that come in you know and teach for a couple hours and stuff just and it seems like vegas still has a little bit of a scene here like i know there's some oh, independence oh, yeah. and um, it, it, it's a hot spot i mean really like, you know you, well not like not for making money like, like, the shows aren't as big. Like, you know, the East Coast Indies have that, that thing, you know, where like every weekend there's shows up there. There's, yeah. you know, stuff in a, um, the, the, and they're bigger because there's more of a, I don't know, it's just easier to get, get around up, up up north, you know, like there's, there's. Sure, you know,
0: there's so many places that are so close right. together.
1: But we're a pretty good epicenter for the the LA um, Arizona cruise, and there's a lot of wrestlers in Arizona, and there's a lot of wrestlers in LA, and there's a lot of wrestlers in, in Northern California, mm-hmm. okay? So the five groups here, Run at some really? point. Yeah, well, they had that, that you know, PPW, that Paragon Pro Wrestling was taping here. Uh, we run. Uh, there's another local group that runs. Um, Ring of Honor mm, g- they runs here. here. Yeah. They, they, they Jarrett here. had his thing Jarrett here. has his thing here. It's, it's, it's Vegas, bro. It's like, of course there's going to be, you right. know. And the and the shows that do well are the ones that advertise well here, because it's a hard you know this is a tough ticket in this town if you don't advertise because sure. there's just so much stuff going on yeah. you know. Which well, then had a, a, was it freak show wrestling? Freak show wrestling. Yeah. I did I did I did one of those. Did you? Yes. What was, yes. As what? <laughs> what was your name? Uh, that was a disco a inferno. Disco, okay. But I had um I had uh, against this kid he was a mime. Okay, <laughs> and we had an invisible uh uh invisible elect- electrocuted cage match. Okay, so we had to pretend <laughs> that there was a steel cage surrounding the ring, and it was an electric shock uh-huh. every time you touched it. <laughs> <Right>. okay, <so>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it is what it is. It yeah. was actually, but 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 the fans accept the, the matches for what they are yeah, they know, you know what's up they, they know all the up.
0: matches are weird the ghost of yeah. michael jackson versus right. the ghost of whitney houston right,
1: exactly and, and they cheer, they do the right cheers and stuff, they, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. stuff. They, they participate properly yeah you know,
0: so <laughs> isn't it funny though after 20 odd years at the disco inferno the character the gimmick still exists like that's longevity
1: uh yeah well i mean i've i like, so, bro you know me i mean i, I like you know I I don't do the I don't risk a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. I've never I've I've never did yeah. I've had one concussion. Okay, in my entire I've been wrestling twenty something years. Right. I've had one concussion. Just had it like like a a year and a half ago, and it was like it wasn't even really like you've probably been you've probably had. I mean, how how many think you've had?
0: I I can't even say because they say every time that you uh, see a flash, right, 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 stars, right, that Uh, it's a concussion. Exactly. So under those terms. Hundred,
1: yeah. The ones
0: where I was actually knocked out and didn't know where I was, right. zero.
1: Thank okay. God. You I've, know. I've never been knocked out, bro. You know the thing when you see flashes and stuff. Yeah. I only had have, have had one. Wow. And this was recently, a year and a half ago, and I, I was wrestling Kenny King, and he, he gives me this spin kick, and he hits me right square in the head. And you don't know, like how you have that like, like instant black flash. You yeah. Know, like and it's like you're like wow that hurt. You know. But mm-hmm. it's not like I didn't get like not knocked out or nothing, but just like a like if somebody like just stood yeah. in front of you just punched you right in the forehead. Not super hard, but, but hard, you know? Yeah. So uh, I went through the magic, everything's fine, no, no symptoms or nothing. I got a little bump on my head, okay? Afterwards, mm-hmm. I just put ice on it. I'm not, you know, no symptoms, mm-hmm. okay? I go home that night, drive home, and I feel nothing. I can't remember the security code to get back in my house. Wow. And it's just like, I'm like, God, what, yeah, what is this? It. See, like, like, yeah, and it's weird. So I'm like, I, I got a concussion. And it wasn't like a major one, but like, some, I, I didn't do anything for three days. Started light exercise and just, you know, I was fine, but never, never had any symptoms after that or nothing. But just, it's really weird to think like, I hear about all these guys that had, like, like you you had, you know? Yeah. And like, did you ever have any like, you know, like, like you said, we just had a flat, you just got rocked in the, in the, in the match and then like, you're having, like you're driving home you take the wrong turn. Mm-hmm.
0: Or something to happen to well, you. It happens stuff? more often too where I'll do stuff like that where it doesn't make sense. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to go for a bike ride and then realize five minutes away from home I forgot to put my bike in the back of the truck. Like Stuff like r- that, r- you right, know? Right, right, right. Just things where you're like, Old, old forgetful me, but it happens more often where I'm sure there's a connection.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. sure there's a connection. But it's just by the fact of being in the business, like you said, 20-odd mm-hmm. 20 years, 22. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you take risks or not. You're still taking bumps. Yeah, but right. And, and taking the, a bump is a risk.
1: And it's, it's it's an impact. Right. It's a stressful impact on the body, uh-huh. you know, and stuff. So, uh, I, I don't know, it's just it's just weird what, you know, like the... The sy- symptoms Like some guys You know Like it's it's, it, I get scary sometimes Because I hear about the guys That, that they get depressed And stuff and Yeah, yeah, all yeah that, But yeah, I've yeah. never had You know I've never had like Issues like that Or anything You know Stuff so Uh I'm just happy that I've still got my health, my back, you know, the only problem I ever had was my back, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I'm I haven't broken anything in the ring. Did you ever too. get injured? I don't remember. It's just, just my back, remember this? Because we were on that Germany tour. I don't know if you were here, maybe you'd already gone. Uh, uh-huh. We did a tour of Germany, and on the last day of the tour, me and Alex Wright were supposed to win the tag team titles, okay? and I, the, there was a two, you know, we, we used to tape the two shows, yeah. you know, especially when you're overseas. On the first show, I blew my back out in a, in a battle, in like a Royal Rumble a match, okay? And I couldn't I, I couldn't walk. Uh-huh. So the backstage and muscle spasms, and stuff, so what they did was, they instead of just scratching the match and the angle, they just stuck Hugh Morris with Alex <laughs> Wright and gave them the belt, so they won the belt. Like, <laughs> and I was like, and this, is, this is one of the worst days of my life. So I, I was totally like, you know, my, my back was screwed. I, you blow your back out. I've never yeah. had, I've never had a, can't bend over, can't, you can't, I, can't walk. Can't, yeah. You're in bed, you can't even really turn to your side when you're in bed, you know, yeah. it's just that bad. And um, so, I remember we were, in, we were in Germany, we were flying to Gatwick, okay, we have to take that, and we're a, there's a propeller plane from Germany, I'm like, God, you know, back then I had a couple, t- took some muscle relaxers, you know, I wouldn't big on the pain pills, I took the ibuprofen sure, and that. stuff and everything, so uh, um, so we get on the plane, and, and we land, and I get off the plane, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling, I go, hey, I need a wheelchair, you know, because, okay, we mm-hmm. got to catch the, 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 the next flight. Bro, it took me so long to get to the gate to Delta for the flight back home to, to the States. They literally shut the door on me when I got to the gate. And I'm explaining to the guy, my back's killing me. Okay, I can't, I can't move. So I got I got locked out. I got stuck in in, in Gatwick <laughs> Airport. This guy, uh, this this um airport worker, this old man, he, he wheels me around, wheels me in the infirmary. It must have been a mile away. Infirmary for, in the, in the, the airport? Well, whatever the, the hospital. The, there's a medical oh, there's, okay, area. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh and, but they can't give me any medication because it's just like, you know, it's not a hospital, right? So I'm like, oh, God. So, you know, I'm calling back home. We're organizing a flight. I'm flying out the next morning. So the guy wheels me to the, the hotel airport. Literally, bro, I'm so messed up. He has to wheel me to my bedside, okay? Wow. And I get out, and I take my shirt off, okay? And I, I'm standing, I'm bracing myself. I look in the mirror, and I'm lopsided. Like, like you know, like when your your body, like when you're oh, in, wow. when you're in muscles, it's a scary sight because you're looking at your body and it's all different. You're curvy and like, mm. like, like, like really bad scoliosis. I was say that right. But, but the scoliosis is like your body. You, you know, wow. you're 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 all distorted. I'm like, yeah. oh my god. I was going, oh my god. This is, I, I, I'm thinking I'm crippled for life or something. Like, there's nothing uh. wrong with me, right? So the next morning they set me up with a, a doctor, okay. And so I, they they have to wheel me down, wheel me to the cab, okay. I go to the doctor and he gives me um uh like these um it was called. Tylex, which is a mixture of codeine and some some massive painkiller, and Valium to get home on the to get home because this will get you home. I'm like okay, cool. So, knocks me out. I take the flight home. I get home. I'm taking these these codeine pills, bro. It constipated me for 57 hours. Okay, <laughs> on top of me being like you know like it was the worst, like three four days span of my entire life. I was in agony. It just it was horrible. And I was like, but that's the only time I've ever been. Like, really seriously hurt. And then the funny thing, it, it introduced me because uh, after I got hurt, I went to the doctor, but I went to um, a chiropractor, kinesiologist, okay? And the guy is, a, I went to a, the guy that like Paige eventually started going to, sure, and I went yeah, to his partner's. Yeah, which doctor? You know, yeah, yeah, but, but the, the guy's brilliant. I mean, to this day, I don't see anybody unless I go back to Atlanta and i see this guy cuz mm. he's that good with my body it just it was, it was like almost like a blessing i was supposed to be out for 3 months he had me back in the ring in 5 weeks That's unbelievable
0: yeah wasn't there also a time too when there was a, a trap door in the ring
1: yes when you hurt your back on that too no no no, no. i didn't hurt this is a story about that uh, david boy smith hurt his back okay. on that right. yeah God. The, okay. the, the, the warrior when the warrior was coming in and they had the trap door in the middle of the ring and uh, we had a match against them and um he claims he <laughs> watch this match. Like you know, I mean, it is, it is what it is. I mean, were you said in the he, ring with him? Yeah, it was okay, me, yeah. me and Alex. He's Davy Boy and Nightheart, right? And he said he hurt his back, you know, and stuff. And this you yeah, yeah, yeah. were well, whatever you know yeah, he said he, I'm just, said
0: he took a bump on the on the trap door on the trap
1: door and right hurt his back hurt his back but everybody in the ring i think like his deal was like, they said like they didn't know the trap door. it's like everybody knew the trap doors <laughs> in the ring they said during the day like you know bro if there's a if you're messing with the ring everybody knows that the ring has been changed you don't know where to say yeah, 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 so yeah. so it was what it was
0: but like you know
1: I, I didn't get hurt on that so but
0: that was uh you're talking about some of the stuff wcw style i mean there's like in the 90s, when WCW was hot, mm-hmm. it was still like such a clown show in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. So many weird things that would happen. Like maybe not tell you that there was a trap door right, or, right. Or get a royalty check for 0, yeah, 0 cents, and right, right, right. Like yeah. that sort of stuff, you know. Yeah. Now, you were in WCW before the NWO made it the hottest thing. And then afterwards as well.
1: I, w- I was there from the first... Of, I, I got hired the week before Nitro went on the air. Wow, so, so okay. I was, so I was basically just... You know, the night I was hired for the Nitro years, and um, and uh, so yeah, so I was there for the you know the, the rise of the NWO and stuff and everything. The, the whole thing I was I was there from from the start start to finish with only a, a six week period where I wasn't on TV when I was hurt hmm. with, with my back. So I was like I was a regular performer. You were for a seven, WCW well,
0: mainstay. Yeah,
1: well, yeah. we were talking about like we were talking about this um, me, me and Jarrett back in the day we were, we were talking It's like God, God, there was there was a lot of guys, you know, on the roster that didn't really get hurt a lot. You know, guys, that put in a lot of hours in, you know, ring time, like house shows, and everything. I was saying, like, we were saying, like, overall, house shows, and everything, and you add up the fact that, like, no, we never really got hurt. Like, who do you think were like the biggest workhorses back, you know, back when we were there and stuff? Was it like you? Oh yeah. yeah. You know me. You know Jarrett Booker T uh-huh. never got hurt. Wow, um, There's but a lot of the other guys were always getting hurt. They'd be mm-hmm. out for a couple weeks. They'd be out for a month. They'd be you know. And it was just funny just thinking like. You know, you kind of like want to say, like, there's something to that. You know, like, like, like protecting yourself out there to be able to wrestle as much as you can instead of, like, you know, risking things, you know? And
0: that's the thing, too. You're talking about WCW. I mean, we used to work 22 days a month, I remember. Mm -hmm. Yep. And guys like you and I and the luchadoras and Eddie and Chris and Dean were on every house show. Mm -hmm. And there'd be, um, Three Luchador matches, me versus Dean, you right. versus, you know, Alex be- or something. Alex or something. Right, right. And then there would be Paige versus whoever showed up from the NWO. Right. Because to Paige's credit, he always worked right, well. Right, he worked hard too, yes. But the main stars
1: never worked no. house shows. Uh-uh, no. So it was always us on yeah. every show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know? Like I said, we were workhorses. Yeah. You know, we did. We we literally did all the work, you know, stuff <laughs> so back then. It's like, because they, you know, back then they had the, uh, there was the 12 guys on top. You know and they could have like they, they couldn't afford to pay. Ravens you know, twelve guys. You yeah, made it, yeah so right. Yeah the, yeah, the twelve guys. guys the twelve guys. Right? Yeah. We had that. You know, so but so like there would always be two or three of the twelve guys would be on like the house show tours. Yeah. the other nine would be home. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. so, like there'd be like one or two matches with the top guys. Yeah, and then we would fill out the rest of the other six matches on the card.
0: And the you top know? and those twelve would be we won't get them all, but it was Hogan, right? Sting, uh-huh. Luger, uh-huh. Nash, Hall. Uh-huh. Uh-huh um piper piper right Ma- macho would
1: flair be in there too flair flair's eight giant giant um page page that's 10 god yeah. there were two more uh but it was yeah the, the, those type of guys yeah the, like, right the, right right. the, the, the top, legend guys top, the, the, the hall yeah, of legendary right? hall yes. of fame guys yes, yes. and then all of us all of us right, right.
0: all right there are some seriously talented luchadores in aew and not all of them speak english which can make putting together matches a little challenging sometimes. That's why I signed up for Rosetta Stone. I'm learning Spanish, amigos, eh, amigas. See, already learning. Ha-ha, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. You don't even have to learn Spanish, though, because Rosetta Stone has 25 languages, including French, German, Korean, Arabic, and Polish, and Japanese. That's what I'm going to do next. I spent a lot of time in Japan, and I still work with a lot of Japanese wrestlers at AEW, like Takeshita. So having a better handle on the language will definitely show in the ring. Communication is key. And learning Spanish on Rosetta Stone has been so fun and easy. They've got this true accent feature that gives you feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. Sort of like having a personal trainer for your accent. I'm using the app, but you can also do the lessons on desktop or laptop. I also like that I can download the lessons and do them offline, which is perfect for a plane. I can sit there on a flight and work on my Espanol. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Talk as Jericho listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Jericho. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Jericho today. That's rosettastone.com slash Jericho. Do it today. Talk is Jericho. All right, let's talk about the actual Disco Inferno gimmick itself. Did you create this thing? I mean, who gave you that gimmick? Not nah, Raven, What's <laughs> this, that? Ra- Raven came up. Raven. Yeah, yeah, no,
1: but not, it's but, amazing
0: but, but, how much he his influence is shown in so many different guys that I talked to. Uh,
1: well, we're all we're all friends. uh uh-huh. you know, so like we we all like you know like like I said, we when well, perfect example when I I had met Raven before he was Raven. Okay, uh-huh. I met him when he was Scotty the Body. Then he became Johnny. Scotty, Flo- Scotty Flamingo, I right, Scotty right. Flamingo then Johnny Polo, then yeah. Ravy, you know the whole thing. I knew, I knew him the whole time. But like when I was, um, I'd been in the business for like a year and a half or so, uh-huh. which is good, cause, you know. Maybe two years. Could, could Just try to come up with a gimmick, and he was like, "So he, the Raven says he came up with the gimmick, but this is the actual story. He didn't. This was not his brain, creative child out the of his brain, mind. Right, right, it's everything right. There was a guy named Dr. Johnny Holiday in Canada. I don't know if you you might remember the Canadian scene, Calgary wrestling. Really? He, oh yeah, Jonathan uh, Holiday. Jonathan Holiday. Yeah, right? yeah, so yeah. so at one point he was doing a, um, right. a, a gimmick called like Johnny Fever or something. I remember white so, suit. White yeah. suit. But but cheese, you know he would just have a white suit on. He wouldn't have white pants on. You know like yeah, you know, yeah, a yeah. white suit. You know typical. Like indie yeah. gimmick and and Raven Raven showed me the tape he had a tape of it he says I go oh, well, oh I could do that gimmick you know what what, what could I call myself and I don't know to this day if I came up with the Disco Inferno he came up with the Disco Inferno but one of us came up with the with the name Disco Inferno okay yeah. and so. Like I said, I got to give him credit for coming up with that and give, give me the idea, you know, but, but I, I ran with it. But, like, to this day, Raven, will you know him. He, he wants credit. He'll, he'll take it, you know, something, so he'll, he'll always take credit for that gimmick. And what exactly was the gimmick? Just a guy who just, dances? Just, just, yeah, guy who, you know, because you understand, when I, uh, when I grew up, I don't know who you, like, Like before in the 90s, uh, you broke in in 1990. Before yeah. you broke in, say in 89, 88, yeah. you know, who were you a fan of?
0: I was a fan of, of the guys who I emulated. Shawn Michaels, uh-huh. Owen Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Benoit, mm-hmm. uh, Savage. Right. Those type of guys. Right,
1: right, right. Um, you know. so, uh, I was a fan of like the Honky Tonk Man, Dusty Rhodes, they, Roddy Piper. You know the the should, the should there the, you go the guys that did that did the gimmicky stuff. Right. You know instead of like the you know I mean I was a fan of the other wrestlers, but yeah. like I thought it'd be easy for, for a guy like me if I go out there and and do a couple moves like the Honky Tonk Man would do in the middle of the match. I go this is an easy character to do. It's just because like th- this is what I try to tell like. It's a forgotten thing in professional wrestling that guys don't really realize how important it is today is that if you look back in history at the greatest professional wrestlers and the, and the guys, the, the legends and stuff, or the, the most famous guys, is that they had something that you, they do during the match, that the, whether it's a catchphrase or whatever, that the fans can imitate. Hmm. The fans, if the fans can imitate you and like, like do things vicariously through you, you're going to be over you know, it's like, um, you know, Piper had the way he, like, when you imitate Piper, you can imitate Macho Man, you can imitate the Sheik, you can imitate, you know, you got a lot of imitatable characteristics that if a person, if two 13-year-old kids are wrestling each other, and one says, I'm the Disco Inferno, and the other says, I'm Chris Jericho, we're going to do our gimmicks, right. our, our our showmanship, you know, the, the things that we do, and it's like, I try to tell the, the guys today that I'm teaching, I'm going to go, bro, try to find things like that to do. Instead of just going out there and being a guy that just wrestles mm-hmm. because you're gonna you're gonna be be more popular if you stick out on the card as the guy with the gimmick, mm-hmm. you know and stuff and um like I said, so that's what I tried to do. I'd come up with a couple dance moves and you know the, the kids would do it and stuff and things and that, and to me that was uh, that's that's like my philosophy and that, that's what I've always embraced in professional wrestling. That's what I was a fan of. You know, being able to imitate other guys—the
0: mm, character of it—the character, yeah. Because yeah. I, I say that too. I mean, it's important to be able to have a good match, but it's more important to have a good character. Right? Yeah, that's and, most important. Well,
1: here's the thing: is, is if you think of you really think about it, too, is uh, the, the, the wrestling's gravitated towards like over the years towards towards there's an emphasis on on match quality. So there's always like a a, a mindset of I want to go out there and have the best match, mm-hmm. okay? And like that's what guys try to do these days: they try to have the best match. But I try to tell them, bro. You know back there was like when we wrestled, you know, there was like friendly competition amongst us. Mm-hmm. We were all like that the shows were over. You know, we were all like stars back then. The shows were popular, so you don't want to be the guy in the show that went out there and didn't get a reaction. Mm-hmm. You know we all tried to like, we all tried, like, like I said, I, I wasn't as good a worker as you and Eddie and those guys, like, athletically and stuff, thing. But I could hold my own with crowd response because I would, We were always booked against you, uh, right? Like, you
0: know what I mean? Yeah you, yeah, you were in that group with us,
1: right? Right. So I would. So my mindset was always, always be, you know, I'm not going to go out there tonight and try to have the best match. I'm not, the, you know, if, if I'm not the best worker, I'm not going to have the best match. You know, it's just not, I'm not it's not simple. <laughs> but, but what I can try to do is I can try to go out there and have the best reaction, right? I'll try, you know, if I'm going to try to get a really loud disco sucks chant tonight, you know, out there wrestling against Eddie or somebody you know <laughs> and, and so i i was always in the, the impression like I was going to hold my own out there yeah. as a performer yeah. because I wasn't going to. The fans weren't going to be quiet when I was when I was wrestling, uh-huh. you know. So, um, like I said, you know, you know, there was like friendly competition with us because like all of the you know, especially Raven in the locker room and, stuff <laughs> yeah. and everything. We all wanted to get good pops out there, yeah, you know, and we all did. Mm-hmm. You know, it was fun. Like it was, it was, it was, it was competitive like that, but we were all working with each other,
0: you know. So, do you remember uh, we had a house show loop like somewhere in Kansas, and I was a heel, and you were a baby oh, face? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh see each other, go, go, bro. Go, great,
1: great. Remember, remember this? <laughs> Remember the whole. The whole sequence of events in that match. Well, tell, well, tell me, I, I come out for my entrance, yeah. and I slipped on the stage. Well, I worked my ass off to get this heel reaction, right, right, right. right. Oh, that's right, booing, that's right.
0: They were the, booing me, and you came out to a monster pop, right, World warrior ass, right,
1: right, and then fell off the stage. <laughs> the, well, it fell, <laughs> fell on my ass. Okay, <laughs> I slipped and fell. Okay, so I get up. You know, I was like the, the people laughed, <laughs> yeah. but thank God they didn't. They didn't. You know, they didn't crap. Turn. They yeah. didn't. They didn't turn. They didn't turn. So remember, we did that spot in the match. Okay, it was like the tackle, drop down, and when you went over me for the drop down, I like screwed up and like came up too early, and I tripped you, (laughs) okay, for a shoot, you you hit Face first and literally and slid out of the ring underneath the rope to the floor for for a shoot. <laughs> but Remember the crowd popped huge. Yeah. Okay. Like, nobody ever really did that yeah. spot like that, all that. Remember, like we kind of like. I think we started using that as a spot. We Started using that as a spot because yeah. it got a big pop. You that's know, right, so, that's <laughs> every right. night, So it's like you know we liked to. That was a funny note. We, we was in K- Kansas, Missouri, yeah, somewhere, some and all that. And and, and and Sel- and Kansas. That's yeah. exactly where it was. Wow. And it so was, it was funny. The, you, you remember? There's also a very. I, I believe it was that trip. That there was the, um, we had the memorable uh, David Penzer Outback Steakhouse incident. Do you, do you remember this? Please, okay. please please tell me. Remember when we went to like it was. So we were all traveling all together. Traveling. I think the van was uh, me, you. Um, Penzer It could have been this At any time I'm, I'm pretty sure It was this trip It was me You Penzer Kidman Norman Smiley And I think Chavo Okay And that would have been was, like Was a, there like a Yuji Nagata in there too ma- maybe, Yuji, or, or or Haya, there. maybe Yuji, Yuji Or Kaz Hayat Maybe Yuji I remember a Japanese ju- guy there because, one, right. because
0: you talk a lot Right And I remember one time you just wouldn't stop talking And Nagata just looked at me And said One karate chop Two throats he never talk again <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's <laughs> so, yeah, because you're to be at the front seat, right? Yeah. So we go to an outback steakhouse, and like you know, back back then it's like you know, well, you know, like how like low carb is like the thing today, but back then it's like oh, you know, we ate potatoes, eat as much as you can, eat as much yeah. as you can, right? Milk, and so, yeah. so right, milk. So we, uh, <laughs> I remember we, we ordered food. And uh, you know, so there's like six or seven eight of us sitting around, the, the big round tables at Outback that they used to have. And you know, you got to I, I know you remember this, okay, because it was the most disgusting thing ever that we've ever seen in professional wrestling. <laughs> remember we'd take our ribeyes and we would we would cut the fat off. Yeah. Right? And we'd cut the fat off. We'd put it in, and there'd be a bowl, and then we would be the, in the, t- the middle of the table, yeah. and everybody would cut their fat off the steak and put it in the bowl. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> like you got to, like, picture a... Um, like a slab of fat off one of the ribeyes that was probably the, like, the size of like half of your hand. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like the palm of your hand, about half the palm of your hand. And remember when Penzer just like, <laughs> like a dog that was like near the table, so, you know, that, that like got cl- too close to the table where the food was in reach, just reached over, grabbed that big piece of fat, and took it and just just gulped it down in like one swallow. <laughs> you you remember, remember that? I remember. It's <laughs> like I remember that that that, was that whole loop because I mean, yeah. there was so much so many funny things that happened. We were like, "Oh my We were like horrified. You know, it was like the worst thing I've ever seen to this day. Uh-huh. That's one of the worst things I've ever seen at at a, at a table like eating with the boys, you know. <laughs> well, and you had a we were talking about the character,
0: but was it ever hard for you like uh when you had to be more serious because there was a time I remember you you were kind of pushed more serious it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was that like, how would you take the character of Disco Inferno, who's very goofy in a lot of ways, and make that more serious?
1: Oh, I just started um, uh, k- kicking and punching with more ferocity during the match. Hmm. And I tell that like, then that's that's um, like uh, it's it's not that hard to do because I remember Paul Orndorff used gave me this advice. You know, he said like, you know, when when you get heat on. You know, when you're getting the heat on the guy, he goes. You have to be in the mindset that you have to believe what you're doing. Hmm. Like you have to, like your body language has to show, like I'm, I'm, I'm beating up this guy. You know, I'm not, I'm not fake wrestling punches. But I'm, I'm trying to hurt him. You know, and your body language, and all that has to show that. And um, and that's that, that's like the the thing that I teach these kids. Like when when I when I teach wrestling, I t- uh, my class is specifically just punching, kicking, and selling, making you look like you're the guy. You're not the, like. You go. I, I wrestle a lot of indie, you know indie shows. You know you know you wrestled the the main stuff. You know with all the guys that could pretty much work and stuff. But like there's always those. I mean even so on the main roster sometimes. You know like the NXT guys, the younger guys. Oh, yeah. There's just they, they there's just no ferocity in the, in the in the detail stuff like kicking, punching. You know they, they don't like the in between the spot stuff. A lot of guys don't look good doing it. Mm-hmm. You know and I try to tell these guys don't don't be the guy that looks like the wrestler that looks like the sissy puncher that looks like the sissy kicker that kicks like a, you know, that kicks yeah. like that. I'm going to teach you to look like that. If you're the guy in the ring that in the stands that you're not going to want to hit the ring. Like if you look at the, all the matches and think like, Oh, I could beat that guy up. I could beat that guy. Up. Yeah. I was like, eh, I don't want to really hit the ring on that guy. He may hit me hard. Yeah. You know yeah, <laughs> So you yeah, right, yeah. right. You don't want to be like, like you, I want, I want you know, I teach to try to be that guy, you know, to, to look like you can fight, hmm. you know? And so the, um, so like, and like to, to this day, like I, I, over the course of years, when I chain, when I work, you know, whenever I do work, that's the one thing I've always done is I just when it's time to get heat, I just really turn it up with ferocity and intensity when you're when you're beating the guy down, yeah. you know. And that's that, the fans get with that still. That's still a old school, art that we grew up with, mm-hmm. you know. Like like we grew up with watching guys that they didn't do a lot of the. Flying and acrobatics, they fought. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the people still get with the fights if mm-hmm. they look good, you know, so. Or the hockey
0: fight. We the oh, hockey yeah, the, fight. the
1: hockey fight <laughs> spot, yeah. Did, have you have You've repeated that a few times, haven't you? Yeah, I,
0: have. I actually tried to do it to Miz last week. He wears this big kind of cloak, Jedi cloak, and I right. tried to pull up, but it was too tight on him.
1: Oh, really? He's going to rip it
0: right over his head. But yeah, right. I mean, it's a great It's a great, yeah, spot. Yeah, great we, spot. We right? did that. You had your shirt on.
1: Right, right. And, yeah,
0: we we, we, yeah. we did the hockey fight spot. And it, it's interesting. i never told you this because I haven't talked to you in a long time, but my very first angle. In WWE was against China, right? Where I had to put her over, right? Now I remember one time you had to put over Jackie and wouldn't do it, mm-hmm. right? Did you Wait. get suspended
1: for that? Or I got did fired. You, you got fired for that. Fired for that, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I got fired because. Uh, well, but here was the deal with that. It's okay. Is it when they um uh, when Eric and Kevin brought me in to, to uh, explain the angle to me. I had four months left on my deal. Okay, so they're basically like you know the, the, I, they're not on the same page when they're explaining it to me. That that's one thing I realized right right off the bat. But like so, I'm asking, well, what, what happens to me after this? Mm. And you know, like Eric says, well, I could see you do, you know, like, doing an angle where the guys are saying something to you, and you punch You know, and then Kevin, Kevin Sullivan, who's the Booker, is like saying, no, no I see you going away for six months. Like, do the math, brother. It's like, okay, I got four months left on my deal. I got, you know, yeah. go away for six months, and I'm like, uh, all right, you know. So, so when I left the room. I call you know. Paige was a good friend of mine. Terry Taylor, who was on the booking committee, was a good friend of mine. And everything, bro. Everybody I talked to, said don't don't do it. They said do not do that. Just just tell them you're not doing it. Every every single person. You know, the boys, the, the office guy was telling me to you know, say don't the tell, booker, one tell of the Booker. Yeah, one of the bookers yeah. tell me to tell the other bookers you, you're not doing it. And um and so, so I told them. The, what was their mindset for that? You just can't lose to a woman. Um, was just back then you know yeah it was different then. it's different this is before yeah. China right you know because China's a monster yeah and I'm like you know when they're telling me, the go I see you going and having a hell of a match with I'm like guys I go I'm two twenty I go she you're portraying her on TV is tough she's a hundred twenty pound girl right I'm like I- I'm sorry I go we could go out there and shoot and she might be able to hold her own for a minute but I'm gonna you know yeah. I, I, it would be domestic it would be, be abuse <laughs> you know right so, I mean you know, I mean it, it is what it is but um so I basically got got fired. Okay. So you
0: told him, I'm not going to do, do it. So says, I'm not
1: going to do it and say Eric said you're that, fired. I'm That quickly, Eric said you're fired. That quick, that quick. And they kind of screwed me cuz uh Eric had told me that I was going to not they weren't going to they were going to let me go, okay? Cuz I had 4 months left. But they stuck they hit me with the no compete. Mm-hmm. Okay? And um so I get the 4 month no compete. So during that time, Russo was was writing for writing for uh writing for them. And um writing for Vince, for Vince yeah. yeah. And so uh he didn't call me directly, but like like uh, I'd heard that they they wanted to bring me in. Okay, like all right, you know, and, and the, to the point that they actually put like a silhouette of me, my character, a silhouette in the in the WWE magazine. Okay, like really? I was, I was, yeah, uh, because Vince thought I was I was going to be coming in. I talked so to Vince like the character, like like yeah. The character, yeah. And so um so uh. The Honky Tonk Man's protege was going to be the actual gimmick. Really? You know? Absolutely. Yeah. When I was a huge, I was like, "Oh, okay." But I never talked to, to Russo. Okay. So, so Cornette had called me up a couple of times. He was in talent relations, then, and and what's your status? I'm like, "Okay, well, get the four month no compete." Here's the date that I, you know, so, and I had probably two or three conversations with them over the course of the of the few months, and I had, had to reiterate every time. It's like, "Well, I've got my four months is coming up, you know. Yeah, now, now the date is this date, you know." Yeah. And then I talked to finally talked to Bruce Pritchard. And I just reiterate the exact same conversation I was having with Cornette with Bruce Prichard. I was like, I, I told him that they didn't hire me, okay. And Bruce Prichard told—I you know, told, found out later that he told Vince he didn't—he didn't like what I told him. And I'm like, like all right, well, you what know, you whatever. Him? Yeah. So then um, I saw Sting in the in the in the um, in the gym, and Sting and me were always cool. And he had told me, uh, hey, well, let me see. I told him my situation, you know, because I've been, you know, am out of work right now. So, uh, and he says, let me see, you know, let me see what I can do. Okay, and he got me my job back. Hmm. But they brought me back under the condition that I had to put over Jacqueline, okay? <laughs> so now I come back. It's like four, four and a half months later. Okay, so I've, I've gone through the you no-yo. Know, it's four and a half months later. And Eric just is, is adamant on just you know making the me- the principal, yeah. Yeah, the principal, okay? But, so, because, like, they didn't- You know how they, they were with the mid-card guys. Yeah. They didn't really care. You, you know, like, they could do angles with us and everything, and it would be like, okay, you know, I don't even know if they- would watch on the monitor or even pay attention, you know, because like they only cared about the big stuff. So, they—I don't really think Eric, Eric realized this, but to, they knew I was going to have to put her over. So Terry Taylor put the TV title on me, okay? Mm-hmm. So they—they they put the—I got the TV title, <laughs> and then they're trying to like, well, we can't beat him, Like you like, girl beat it because he's a TV champion. They're like trying to work Eric, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> Which is so, so funny when you think like Eric, like you know, i thinking
0: WWE Vince would have to sign off on you being the TV champion, right?
1: Right. There Eric didn't. Even care or even know, probably, right? Probably yeah. not. And the, and the funny thing was, so th- if I would have had this conversation with Eric before I'd gotten fired, okay, if they were more clear to me about what they wanted, okay. And th- so Eric explained to me what he wanted. I go, what exactly do you want with this, okay, you know, with the match? It's like, well, just one thing. You you grow up. You've been taught you can't hit a girl, okay. So you have to like construct a match. The girl wants to wrestle. You've been, doing, but you but you can't. You, you can't go out there and beat up a girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh well, that's I felt like, oh, why didn't you guys tell me this before? Oh, I could yeah. do a match around this concept and if something because she's pretty athletic, mm-hmm. you know, she could she could do a lot of stuff. We can do stuff where I can skate around the issue where I'm not really hitting her, but I'm wrestling her and stuff and everything and all that. So and, and if you look, if you ever watch that match, i don't, you know you probably wouldn't, but I mean, it, it was pretty entertaining mm-hmm. for, for what we did, and it actually made a lot of sense in the story that, that was you know, told to me then and the way the announcers told the story. So once you tell it in a way that makes uh, the description and the information, the details that you need to make it work. Right, exactly.
0: You know who's living large at my house? My three cats, Mr. Mittens, Indy, and Snickers. And you know why? Because we switched them to Pretty Litter. Okay, so it's really me and my wife and my daughters who are living large, thanks to Pretty Litter. Because Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly, so no more bad cat smells in the bathroom. Pretty Litter crystals last up to a month, so less cat litter box cleaning for all of us, and less fighting about whose turn it is to clean the litter box. I gotta deal with this fight every single week between my daughters. This makes it so much easier. Pretty Litter also ships right to our front door, so no more last minute mad scramble runs to the store because we're out of kitty litter. And Pretty Litter has another cool feature that makes life just a little easier. It helps us keep tabs on our cat's health. It changes colors so you can monitor early signs of potential illnesses like urinary tract infections and kidney issues. It's easily the best thing we've done for ourselves and our cats in a very long time. Like I said, Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. Those are two big wins in my house now. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. So go to prettylitter.com Jericho and use code Jericho to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash Jericho. Code Jericho to save 20%. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You actually worked not just as a wrestler for WWE. you started working with the booking committee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did that come up? Because I always laugh at you because you had like all these ideas right. and five of them would be great and five of them would be ridiculous right, right. and you wouldn't know the difference right. of which one
1: was which right but they were always intriguing <laughs> all of them right you know what i say like like each idea would pop you but then be like hey, we can't do that on the show you know like <laughs> yeah. but then somebody be like hey maybe maybe we can but like remember like um i'd always cuz me and terry were close you know mm. and i was always throwing my ideas throwing my ideas throwing my ideas and like i'm the one that got him and said you know When Ernest Miller Was always talking Smack backstage Everybody You know you remember him like yeah, he's yeah. Always for, running, As a shoot yeah. As a shoot Run his mouth Like a bro Stick the stick, Put this guy on TV And just give him the mic Let him do the backstage stuff On TV And he, he got over Yeah And like uh, And remember when they used the, uh, the idea That I had for the For the, for the holds The Christian right hey, let, me, <laughs> let
0: me This was what I was getting to One of my most famous things right? That people will reference To this day Is the man of a thousand And four promo uh, Man of a thousand And four holds promo Right In Chicago
1: Right this was your idea right it was my idea the, you know so it was my idea and remember we had a lot of, here's the thing when we come up with an idea idea like that everybody kind of wants credit for it yeah because remember we were like just coming up with the, the list of the names we could use for the holds and stuff yeah. and everything you know Madden Madden to this day kind of tries to claim this is his idea you know, like, I'm like <laughs> i like bro no it's not your and I, Raven was, Ray, we'll Ray, say Ray, that Ray, Ray, Raven of yeah. course you know because we were all like you know coming up, but but still to this day it's like they, they didn't even do that angle correctly because like back then we always had to work a match yeah remember you had to go work a match yeah and then like grab you you had to get your eight minute match in it's not even
0: five minutes i did the only time i ever worked marty janetti who's right. one of my favorites right was a four minute throwaway match just to get to this promo.
1: To the instead promo. of going out there and just doing the promo. Just to, which would have been even more entertaining yes. if you would have been about to read the list of holds for like three minutes. Suppose, you know, but that was funny. You know, right handed so, punch. Left handed punch.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I had the, the, the stack of, of computer paper right, right, right. and like a scroll. I, I'm i now going to read my 1004 holds and started, you know, like you said, arm bar. Right, right. right. Russian arm bar. Yeah, right. Jump. Yeah, you know, whatever right, it was. Yeah, yeah. And then Raven, of course, moss handled, three handled three no, cardunnels. So, <laughs> family cardunnels <dizzle> or something. <laughs> <laughs> then we go to break, right? And then I switch over to just like cheap heat, like oh, I hate the Chicago Bulls, I hate the Blackhawks. So three minutes later, when we come back from break, people yeah. are really booing me, right? And I'm like, you know, hold number seven hundred, like as if yeah, I've right. been reading yeah, the holes right, the whole right. time. <laughs> did, so how did you how did you pitch that? Do you remember that day? Like
1: I just that, told Terry, I said, bro, you got to do this. This is great because we, you know, we always pitch ideas. So yeah. then they started using some of my ideas, you know, because yeah. you know whatever it is. I mean, I'd always had like because it's it's different being. Um, I, I was talking to Conan about this the other day. The, uh, you know, when when I got to booking, okay, like um, we're, we're fast-forwarding a little bit, but but you know how the how I was backstage, always had like ideas we should do, you know, stuff, and uh, so I sat on the plane next to, um next to Russo on on an airplane one time, like one of one of the trips, and we just you know picked each other's brain for like two hours. Okay, so the next thing I know, and a few weeks later, they asked me to come sit in on the on the on the booking meetings. You know, and the one thing that uh, that I cont- would contribute is that you know there's always been a. a um a separation of like the boys and the office you know the office you know like like arn would go out drinking with us and stuff and everything you know so he was kind of like one of the boys too but uh you know the, the 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 office as a whole didn't really integrate a lot with the boys like the camaraderie that, that we had you know we all going out together and stuff but so i was always like the guy that like knew the guys Like like all of us, knew on a personal level, and like would always pitch things. Hey, let this guy try this because I know him, and he he, like this is part of his personality you don't see on TV, but we could we could try to get it on TV, you know, and try try to like like pitch pitch stuff like that because I knew I'm friends with everybody, you know. So I was just the guy that was always in there just trying to pitch stuff for like like the mid card guys Mm -hmm. that they weren't really that, that weren't progressing like they should. I was just constantly trying to pitch ideas to like. For for things for them to do. So to what kind to of ideas
0: most. did you did get? Did you pitch that got on the air?
1: Uh, that got on the air. Um, I'll, I'll credit this, like, bro. When when Lance storms Evil Canadian, uh-huh. I, I booked that whole thing. No kidding. Yes, yes. So the whole that was that was it was fun, dude. And bro, if you think about it, uh, to this day. Um, it's almost like a lost formula that they don't, they don't really use anymore. But we started pushing, like he came in as a baby, Eric wanted him to be a baby face. And he was just like, I just didn't see it. You know, he was kind of like, you know, you know, yeah, Lance. Yeah, he's it's a quirky, a very, very serious, like the, yeah. like a, Chip like on a, his shoulder like, 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 like the mean gym teacher in school. Yeah. You know, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it's like got that serious, you know, so I was like, let's make him like, just start a serious Canadian guy. Okay. And he started it started getting over so like we we had him win one of the belts you know like kids it's like hey let's give him another belt you know <laughs> so like, hey let's give him another belt you know like so each week or like over the course he was winning he had like three belts yeah but he but we would just it's like we never took a step backwards we just kept pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and push just you know like took a new character and just pushed Got him, him over yeah until until he fought for like they was on it they could have done a pay-per-view with him. but like they he wrestled for the title on a Nitro. The world title. The world title against Booker T on a Nitro, during an, uh, an hour, I, I remember like a, when, when Raw, we'd we start at eight o'clock I think, and you guys would start at nine o'clock, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we put him on, it like, it was like the nine o'clock, right? And it was the first time that the rating for like, our nine, you know, our nine o'clock always went down because your show would start. It was like the first time the rating for our nine o'clock spot did really, really, really well. You know and stuff and so uh wow, yeah. yeah yeah and it's just, it just but it's just a simple formula uh-huh. Or just continue just push the guy and don't give him his law you know have have him lose or just just keep pushing yeah him, just you know so keep, just yeah. keep, keep pushing him and um and it was fun, it was fun doing that you know like booking that what were some of the ones that didn't make it um the uh but bro you gotta understand like this is funny because i get credited with um <laughs> i get uh people think that like a lot of my ideas were like like serious okay okay like, like yo, know, so like you know I've I've been credited like uh you know with the Invisible Man what's that know, the, well so we we'd be sitting in the we'd be <laughs> you, I mean, you've never really sat in a book meeting no before. sometimes I want to hear about that too what well do sometimes you do? Like, there's there's this writer's block bro you I mean, you were in there like uh you were in there for like eight nine hours you know or sometimes seven or six who else like, was in there Russo me Russo Ed Ferrara um. Terry Taylor, uh, Jeremy Borash, is on the computer with Bill Banks, who just was kind of like, Bill Banks was just there. I don't even know where He, was <laughs> funny. he, he, he said two words like, the entire day. You know, <laughs> oh, Goldberg was in the top twelve. He might be the other Goldberg's guy. Goldberg's. Top top yes. Absolutely. Top yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, so Vince would pitch most of the ideas, and we would just sit there and tweak him and stuff. But um, but sometimes you get, you're just you're stumped, and you're sitting there for two to three minutes, and nobody's saying a word. You know, so like it was one of those times where we we're all just sitting there. We're writers block, and I'm like. I'm like, oh, all right. picture silence for like three minutes. I'm like, what if we show a shot of an empty locker room and just shoot the locker room. Nobody's there. And 30 seconds later, coming soon, the Invisible Man. <laughs> 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 and every and everybody pops. You know, everything. It's like we wouldn't do it. Right, you know, right. and everything. But like, so everybody's like, oh, you know, you know how word travels fast. Like, like if, if somebody says. Disco wants to put the Invisible Man on the show, <laughs> yeah. then it starts. People start repeating it like it's yeah. like it's a true story, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, 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 <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so and like the same thing, we were. Uh, um, there was a period of time we we meet at a hotel in, on, on Windy Hill Road in, in Atlanta by right by Man of Them Fitness Gym, and so it was a we had a conference room there. We go there every week, and so I got there early, like 15, 20 minutes early, and you know like um like when you're giving a presentation in a boardroom or something and you got those big giant pads where you can flip the pages and and everything bro I wrote out like six months of TV, okay, like like in, like in an outline form, okay, of a Martian invasion angle, okay, <laughs> <laughs> so, and like it started with like, like week one, you know, uh, Mike Tenay is sitting at the at the announcer's desk, and two antenna pop out of his head like a Martian, okay, like you know, okay, so we started, like, so I'm just presenting this, and the funny thing is Terry Taylor, you know, Vincent Ed and Borash would just right. crack up, you know, the, at, at all at all this stuff, but but uh, Terry Taylor would um. He get he gets so aggravated because he don't want to waste any time, mm-hmm. okay. And I'm like pitching this, you know, the, the whole thing with the Martian invasions, like who are the Martians and the Martians are coming, and you know now now the American, you know, the 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 WCW wrestlers are trying to defend the planet, you know, stuff. and like the, the whole thing, the purpose was like, it all culminates on January 1st, 2001. Our space, our, our uh, the, the name of the paper is called A Space Odyssey. <laughs> 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 so I, I present this. So to this day, of course, you know word travels. It's everything. People think I tried to book, you know, the a Martian (laughs) invasion angle, even though that was like a joke presented to the room. And I also get credit for building. The evil architect. Okay, that's one of the. Bill Ding. But that was Terry. <laughs> okay, that was Terry Taylor's brainchild and has always been. But since I did the Invisible Man and the Martian Invasion, everybody's married Bill Ding to what, as as one of my ideas. <laughs> so I get just his. You know, I I got this, yeah, yeah, this yeah, yeah. curse of like he just right. always has these crazy the stupid. I'm like, bro, yeah. come on! If you were actually think, if you take that seriously, yeah, you know, like Mike today, two antenna popping out of his head and think like, I could go. You know, like come on, I, bro, that's I, not I, that's not serious.
0: I once uh, Nash when he was booking there was a place in Georgia called Hoganville. Uh-huh. He see the sign for it on the road and right. he had it's like, I want to do this vignette where I Turn off the Hoganville exit to get gas, and I go and like everyone, like the old lady by the counter looks like Hogan, right? Right. The guy, you know, cooking food looks like <laughs> Hogan. The kids run look like Hogan. So same idea, like you would right. never do that, but just a right. funny idea uh, that right. just pops in your head, right? Right. 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 Yeah, yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. That you know, I, I had a million of. Them. Yeah. It's like only a handful I ever get on TV. You know, so. <laughs> How far did that go for you uh, working as a booker? Or in the I did, I did in TNA a lot too, so yeah, probably two two years of of, of that.
0: Dean Baldwin, uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, Shark Boy was, Sh- Shark was Dean, supposed- Bal- Dean Baldwin. Yeah, he always wanted to do the Dean Baldwin. Game, he looks like a Baldwin. He looks like a Baldwin. You know, like, <laughs> he smoked the cigarettes. You know, have a Baldwin. You know, um, but I did it in TNA it was me, um, me Vince Jeff and uh, and Dutch Mantel. Mm. and that that was like when Borash would be in there too. I think sometimes, but uh, it's a lot it's, of the same guys from that WCW yeah, room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, whenever Vince booked somewhere, I, I was always like, I, either me or Ed would be like, you know. He'd bring you with with him. Bring him with him, yeah. Because we always had just, you know, bro, let me tell you this. Whatever people say about booking, okay, writing, whatever you call it, is if you don't have, like, whether they're good or bad, if you don't have ideas, Mm -hmm. period, you just can't, you, you, you go nowhere, you know. So sometimes you have to have bad ideas because a bad idea can be thrown out and it could ignite, in somebody's creative mind, a good idea, right? You know, but like having ideas is the most important thing. If you don't, you know, if you don't have ideas, you just nothing happens. You, you know, because like, you like, got to throw everything
0: against the wall.
1: Throw everything against Like, the I, like wall. I went to Carrot
0: Top last night, and right. I. 80% of his stuff is brilliant. 20% sucks. Right. But if you didn't have the stuff that sucked, you would never right. know it was brilliant. You know? Right. You'll, yeah. you'll,
1: you'll suffer through you know uh, periods of, of, of stuff that stink if you know moments of brilliance are coming. Right. You know, so that that's, as long as you're getting, then that's how, if you, if you think about it, I, I told people, that this is how professional wrestling is. It's moments of brilliance. hmm we remember the moments of brilliance. We don't remember, yeah. I can't remember a match I had from you from start to finish, yeah. but I can remember the, the spot with me coming out, landing on my ass and me <laughs> tripping over, like Odia. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, we can remember like like flashes of, of, of things we've done over the course of time, but that's, that's what fans remember too. They remember moments. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they don't remember everything, yeah. you know, and stuff, so you have to, if you have your moments, you're going to be sticking people's memories. That's a great point. It's like that
0: for a rock and roll band or an actor. You look at the whole body of work. You don't remember the bad movies Tom Hanks has been in. You sure remember the good ones. Right, exactly. Or the the good Rolling Stones songs or whatever it may be. Yeah, absolutely.
1: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two-for-two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 Plus only. Must be President of Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
0: I still, one of my favorite memories of WCW in that time was was the two weeks where we had the uh, main event tapings in Orlando. Right, oh yeah. Where all of us would go to Orlando and stay... What was that place that uh, the, had pineapple the,
1: the, um Pineapple Pi- Pete? Pineapple no no pineapple Pete was a, was the bar. Was there. the bar? But um, it was the the the, the ma- courtyard. Maybe it was a courtyard. I don't know. But red it was, roof or
0: something. It was like a that. all big kind of resort, and right. everyone used to just kind of hang outside the dro- the doors because everyone yeah. was down there right. for like two weeks at a time. Yeah, two weeks at a time. Yeah. You know, and you'd have like I remember you mentioned Jim Mitchell like just crazy Mitchell like right. We, we tor we Canyon used to torment him. Yeah, 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 quite absolutely. a bit too. Oh were yeah Like what did he used to do to him?
1: Oh, he was just abusive. Like like it was. It was like an abuse because like, Mitch was so annoying. You know, they like, you know, that, that he would just, you know, Canyon was just like abusive towards him. Like, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, you
0: know, he'd like, smack him. He stole the uh, room key and opened up the door and ran in there with a big bucket of snow. Right. And poured it on his back, like while right. he's sleeping you right. know, in the winter. Oh, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He just, you, you know? know, it's, it's just.
0: What, right. uh, what, what are your memories of Canyon? Kind of, uh, I haven't really thought about him in a while, but uh, uh, pretty funny guy.
1: Uh, well, yo, I mean, he was one of my best friends. Yeah. You know, like we broke in together and stuff you Him and, and Kidman, right? K- yeah. Kidman, but um, Fat Fingers but, the Magician, right? But, but Canyon had the first guy I'd ever met that had an unbelievable VCR tape collection of professional wrestling. That had a, he had everything, mm-hmm. you know. Like, so it was like, wow, we go over his house, do you have this and stuff? You know, we pull out, you have this library of, of tapes so we would always like candy was always like the place we go to watch a watch a pay-per-view if we weren't you know we'd go to watch wrestling you know we we worked out we we ate you know together and stuff like he's a good friend but it's funny because he had a temper i'll never forget you know like sometimes like he gets so mad at me he go get out of my house get out of my house you know, like, you know i can annoy people yeah, you know gee, so, really? right so, yeah right. So, <laughs> he used to kick me out of his house sometimes because he but he get mad but um but it was funny because uh when um this is a like this sidebar interesting story about the the Disney tapings okay so we're down there doing the uh the Disney tapings this is back when uh I don't know if you were there but maybe you were but when Pillman was 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 a nutcase mm-hmm. okay I wasn't when there. He, oh you weren't there because he was Disney was was
0: worldwide right I said main event but it was worldwide world, 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 WC, yeah, be worldwide worldwide yeah. but
1: we would do Florida yeah like tape you know, it. Tampa what will we'll, yeah but we'd, we we is that the Universal Studios but then we. The, the oh, Nigel sure. yeah. and Thunder be Monday, Tuesday, yeah. and we would go to Lakeland, Florida, or yeah. Tampa, or wherever, or wherever yeah. it was. And um, so at this time, I remember uh, Pillman was doing his, his crazy gimmick where he was like, you, you know, started doing the, the shoot angle with Kevin Sullivan, right? But during all this, it was funny because, uh, you know, Pillman, we, we, it, was, it was a Courtyard Marriott. That's what I think it was, the hotel down there. It wasn't that nice. No, we we no, no, no the, yeah, <laughs> afterwards. Maybe after yeah. you left, we started saying the Courtyard yeah. Marriott. But uh, but Pillman would... Um, we we go to Canyon's room and Canyon would bring a box full of tapes down from from Atlanta with because he would drive down but he had like a lot of Roddy, Roddy, Roddy Piper stuff because he knew, you know I like Piper and like Pillman was like studying Roddy Piper like he go in his like he take the tapes and like he go in his room for like hours and just study Roddy Piper and if you watch Pillman back then when he was doing this angle with Kevin with the Booker Man gimmick and everything yeah, yeah. this was in the middle of him watching. Like watching Roddy Piper footage huh. the whole time, and he was like integrating Roddy Piper into his act, you know, and stuff, and everything. so it was nuts, you know that's like right, you know, right. loose cannon that's that's where that's where it all kind of came from. Huh. It's like Canyon's tape collection of Roddy Piper, and just Pillman just got so interested in watching Roddy Piper stuff he started doing this the, the loose mm. cannon started developing out of that out of the Disney tapings, you wow. know when, when from, we'd be from down there. there, yeah, from yeah. there, yeah.
0: Because that used to be uh we'd go and and you'd have four tapings a day, yep. And then just go and like drink.
1: Well, it was the, remember we used to go to the, um, 8 tracks? 8 tracks. That was yeah, the the, the 70s, Right, Disney? right. Yeah, yeah. right. Everyone <laughs> just go to 8 tracks. 8 tracks. That was just like the like, right you know, drink right drink it. beer yeah. and listen to, to dance <laughs> the 70s music, yeah. right. <laughs> Do you think uh, did you read Canyon's book after he passed away? I haven't read it. I'm not I'm not a big reader. It's okay. uh it, it, you could see there was like cuz we I always
0: suspected and I didn't care, but I suspected he was gay. Right. And he was, right. but never re- at, I guess maybe at that point he couldn't really say anything about it or right. do anything about it, but it really talked about how tortured he was as a gay man not being able to to Talked to anybody about it, right? Which
1: is weird for me because he could have told us. I mean, we didn't get yeah, yeah. shit. I, I didn't, when he told me, he's like, you know, he, he like when he came out and it was like a big deal. Mm-hmm. He's like so he's like like kind of like looking at me like for hey, so what do you think about me coming out you know and he was like looking like this, like this big like he would think like I'd be like celebrating. I'd go, bro I don't care it's like I don't, you know, it's a big <laughs> yeah. deal I know you yeah, yeah, yo yeah. you know, you're not you haven't dated a girl since I have known you yeah so like downtown Disney everyone's
0: banging everything right. they can <laughs>
1: right,
0: find so and like, like, you don't ever have a date <laughs>
1: right. Yeah, right so like I don't care it's a big deal you know, I thought you were asexual you know like, hey, yeah, yeah, you think yeah. you're a homosexual who cares right I didn't buy still my one of my best friends you know it's a big deal you know it, it,
0: it's a drag Because he, he Eventually ended up You know Committing yeah. suicide And I wonder You know Now we have Darren Young is gay Comes uh-huh. out of the You know Nobody cares I wonder if he could have Been able to do that If that would have Helped him a bit um, not I'm, I'm surprised More path.
1: people Athletes Because of the acceptance That more guys Haven't done it mm-hmm. I, it's, it's, it's a really weird thing To think that people Like It's, it's Like a big secret Like that mm-hmm. Keeping that inside you I can't even comprehend You know Like carrying a burden Where like This is like, at some point, it's like, you're really thinking, like, should I just let everybody know? You know, you just, you're just keeping it a secret from, like, your friends. Yeah. You know, like... Guys like, that you d- see every day. Every, every 22 day. 22 days a month. 22 days a month. Yeah. It's kind of weird, because uh, you know how the wrestling... Like, you know how the wrestling friends are. Yeah. It's like, we're weird, you know? Right. We'll go... We'll, we'll see each other and, like, connect and be on the road, and we'll hang out all the time, but then, like, we won't see each other for a year or two and just we won't talk and everything, mm-hmm. but, like, you just... Your wrestling friends, you just pick up where you left off yeah. every time Every time you see them again. It's like you war know? buddies. R- 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 war you know? buddies, yeah. exactly, exactly, exactly. You, we're with our families or other friends, everything. But your wrestling buddies were like, you know, we, we spend a lot of time with. You mm-hmm. know, it's kind of, maybe we kind of get sick of each other. <laughs> yeah. We spend so much time. You <laughs> yeah, know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to travel in the car or the city or the gym or, or everywhere except like when we're sleeping. and Sometimes you're in the room <laughs> yeah. together. Like, yeah. Because you know, you know, we always room. to share yeah. rooms yeah. at that point, yeah, too. Yeah, absolutely, you absolutely. Know? I remember K- Kidman was always like, you know, remember he, I'd wake up like, you know, uh, I, sometimes I snore <laughs> yeah. you know when I sleep on my back I snore and I wake up the next morning there'd be like you know like a shoe next to my head and you know, Kimmy used to throw shoes at me when I'd be snoring <laughs> <You> know, <so laughs> he was the worst he was like the worst sleeper you know hey Kimmy let's go we gotta get up you know, gotta get up so I say, screw you shut up you know, wake up we're I remember, the airport uh, you know?
0: Benoit used to do that if he had to get up early and you could sleep in a uh-huh. bit, he would zip his bag up and down on purpose and then shake like you know vitamin bottles so uh-huh. you're like <laughs> zip, zip, <laughs> zip, just to wake you up. Yeah, oh, because right. you know, his flight was at six <laughs> right. and mine was at ten. Right, right, like, right. Why did you do that? You right. know, I don't know. But I mean, that's the type of stuff yeah, you do. Quirky stuff. Quirky yeah, stuff. Yeah, pick yeah. Pick on, pick on each other. Yeah, you know, right? yeah, yeah. Right? Now you talk about you. Know, you could annoy people. Like, I remember like, the nasty boys were always on your case. No, no, but
1: they they like me though. Yeah, yeah was, it was just funny because. uh the, they, they, they like they pick you know the, the the nasty boys and the Steiners would just always have a few guys that they would just pick on. Yeah, you know and see like like the the Steiners would pick up you know but, but Scott Steiner was like I was hanging out with Scott Steiner back in Lamb, but you know he would pick on me he'd pick on Rey Mysterio you know they like Rick Steiner was just like you know, they like play the bully gimmick yeah, yeah you know in the locker room around the boys you know <laughs> it's like like the nasty boys are the same way but like you know they had to like like you to do that they wouldn't like screw with you know people they didn't like you know they would just get you in the ring if they had a chance to just clobber you you know I I remember
0: my first house show ever was in like Ithaca New York or something didn't the Nassau boys take your rent-a-car keys the like, keys just, just like throwing them away. Maybe they, they took, yeah, like, <laughs>
1: like hit it, yeah. where's my keys? I can't find my keys anywhere. Where's yeah, right. my keys? Yeah.
0: And they're like, oh, what's looking for your keys, Disco?
1: Yeah, right. You know? Well, those old school guys, like like them and like, you know, Kurt Henning and them. Yes. They're, they're, their ribs were kind of like a little heavy, little heavy, yeah. you know, like, like, um, and and Kurt was always, remember when Kurt took a uh, stole Kidman's trunks? Remember, Kidman had the, the he was he was wearing the, the blue you know the blue denim cutoffs yeah. you know when he was the, in the in the flock right and they, they stole his trunks or his pants so Kimmen had to go out there with black you know so he had to go buy a new pair of jeans you know where I think they had bought a new pair of jeans. he had to wear like his regular shorts yeah you know and he'd go out there and wrestle it looked like a schmuck you know so but but well, it's funny because like in retrospect. You know when when, when they, they would pull these ribs, Kurt would be like the guys like, "Hey guys, yo, hey, we gotta find Kidman's shorts. Yo, yeah. hey, like, have you seen Kidman's shorts? Hiding you know, like in plain sight. right, yeah. right, yeah. They'd be like, yo, yeah. hey, do hey, you see Kidman's shorts? <laughs> Kidman's looking for shorts. Guys, you seen it? Like, you know, like one of those. Like, all right, we get it bro. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah where well, yeah. are the shorts? You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like pumping iron. Where's my right. blue shirt? Yeah, right. Have you, seen, have you seen his blue shirt anywhere? Right. But that, yeah, that 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 vibe was. I just remember that. I remember too the Steiner's. Uh, there was everybody that was a on the uh, like the trainer was called coach right we had eight coaches so i'm not sure which coach it yeah, was right and they taped him down to the table and like right. wanted to like stick stuff up his ass yeah, right.
1: <laughs> like, like, yeah the, bro back this is before political correctness yes. the internet came like you before wouldn't even HR or, oh yeah. my god i mean like think about back then in this day and age, if that would have happened. Oh, yeah. Oh, my Forget it. An like, you employee know.
0: of the company, not yeah, a wrestler, yeah. an
1: actual employee, an employee salaried under
0: contract, right, right, benefits.
1: Right. And to, they're abusing the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. But that was, but we would like laugh at that back yeah. then. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, but like, I even mean, you'd laugh and be like, oh, that's kind of like, you know, <laughs> yeah. geez, I'm, I'm, come on, guys. <laughs> don't, again, if it please don't try that with me, yeah, guys. You, right. It was hilarious. <laughs> if right, it, right. it was you, you
0: wouldn't like it too much. Right. Uh, just as we wind down here, uh, Martin Short, funded. You're not funny oh come on you know that you know, the, the, you know though tell a story about this though it, 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 well, saying,
1: I just you thought my, you, you're Canadian yeah. you know Canadians think Martin Short is funny yeah I, I don't think he's funny he's you know, let, uh, come, still to this day still to this day we we'll, we'll don't have, have any appreciation for Martin Short I just don't think he's that funny and uh, most Americans will agree and remember we did the poll I was shocked
0: it was like 50-50 we did know? a poll in the WCW locker room this is mm-hmm. what we used to do they, they, you guys think that, you know, Nitro's coming up and we're in the ring practicing or going. me and Disco and maybe Conan or somebody and Bob else, Ryder. R- Bob Ryder, Bob right. walking around polling the WCW roster, right, <laughs> on whether they think Martin Short is funny or not funny,
1: so they can find content for the internet. Because it's back when, like, the internet show would be like going pre-show, and they needed, like, you know, <laughs> people, is Martin Short funny or not funny before the show? You know, that that's the stuff we do because we're killing time, right? right you know, right. it's like Dude, people don't get it. You know, you're there like six, you know, seven hours before your match. It's like we're just trying to figure out what to do. You know, It's like <laughs> but I remember uh,
0: Bret Hart said he was funny right of course uh,
1: all you guys canadian guys said he was funny it's like you know she's and then remember me and madden um raven uh-huh. um god there were a few who were the other guys who were parading the uh the, the martin short is not funny right?
0: well i do remember that i finally like got enough nerve to go ask bischoff because right? he didn't really talk to anybody He right. just kind of would just wander around right. and, and uh and i said eric we're doing a poll you think martin short's funny he's like funny not funny what's the difference and just walked away
1: <laughs> <laughs> Great participant, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, like, thanks for your help. You know, right, yeah, right. We appreciate so, <laughs> yourself with uh, your employees, right? We can put that on the internet, <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man. Uh, um,
0: as we uh, get to towards the end here, what's your favorite match of, of, of all time?
1: of all if time if you that you had that I had. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what the, f- the funnest match I had was that match we had in Salina, Kansas. Cause it was, f- it was, it was fun. Yeah. Cause like, it was like, you know, you're not going to have another <laughs> match like that where there's two, you know, <laughs> massive screw ups in the match. to kind of get a pop. And, like, you know, you gotta, so that, that was a fun match. Cause it was yeah. a house, you know, the crowd was hot back yeah, then. Yeah. Um, I also wrestled on a, um, just kind of like, I'm proud of it is that I wrestled, uh, Benoit on a thunder on a nitro one time. And we were, you know, this is back in nitro before, um, uh, you know when? when you d- d- don't leave yet because the show's not finished. You know again. Yeah, yeah. yeah They're f- booking the show as the show is on the, the show air going on. Yeah. So we're dressed, you know. And they say like, you know, hey, the fifteen minutes, ten minutes before the show starts, hey, you're you're you got twelve minutes with Benoit segment two. I'm like, what? You know, so like, okay, so I basically just had to get dressed on the. Th- didn't really even go over nothing, and like you know, went out there with like Benoit and had like a, like a just just because of like the conditions which you're presented, you know, with sure. you're on li- nitro, say so you know, yeah, and just, I Live went out TV. there and like and and killed it with Benoit to where people you know I, I I liked wrestling guys like that because I took you know my gimmick is like I take a good beating, mm-hmm. you know, so so guys you know it's funny you could beat me up I look you look good beating me up you know <laughs> something so uh so we always had good stuff together because. You know, he, people liked it when he would chop me really hard. <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the crowd pops. You know, like you had a great so. chest for chopping too. Yeah, like yeah. perfectly <laughs> formed.
0: Just bam, you know, right, right, right. There.
1: <laughs> right. But uh, I thought that that was a match I was I was proud of.
0: Just what do you think led to the kind of the decline of WCW being there? Like you said, from the start to the finish. I wanted to ask you that before.
1: Um, it's just uh, like what you the inevitability, bro. You can when when you when you see the glass ceiling, and they never you never break it. And just like then, then it becomes too late. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like I said, you just you gotta let guys, you gotta let the people book, you gotta let the people, like uh, the people book the show. If a wrestler is becoming popular, okay, continue, push, 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 push. Don't push him to a point, okay, because then what's going to happen is the perception of th- just, those yeah. guys are just going to always be stuck like around in the in the, in the middle. You know, mm-hmm. so when it comes time when all the top guys are their popularity fades, okay? It affects the rest of the roster to where, you know, these guys aren't just going to be over because, like, the show's not over as much, you know? So I just think them not really integrating, pushing the mid-card talent. Like, you know, you we had future WWE heavyweight champions on the yeah. roster that we were suppressing, you know, for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. That if we would have integrated and continued just creatively, you just open up so many more things because you have new guys like you, Eddie, ben one and everything that you can start integrating with the top 12 mm-hmm. and doing angles with them and just you know making the show you know, more over but what happened was is what happened they just never they never did that mm-hmm. you know and it's just and on the other show you know raw they're doing that constantly. they're pushing guys yeah. constantly and like so people like to see that they want to see the rise of the character you know once you've seen the stars like you know wcw had the stars with the top 12. Well, all those guys wrestled each other over the course of three years. You know yeah. I mean? Like so, it, so, many it, it, right, yeah. so many times you could do that. so many times you could do that. And I think that that ultimately is what happened. Yeah. Do you have any hot news? Uh, no, do you have any hot news? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, that was good because remember I told you one of the conditions I wanted to be on the show was that I had to be on the show before Mark Mann never is, uh, is on the show. So, <laughs> yeah. it like, so it was great. And I said I would bury Conan, but I can't, I can't bury Conan. Ah, but, yeah, yeah. But, but what about, wait a minute, just real quick before we go, what about the Conan list? is Conan still on the Conan list? No, explain the list. (laughs) The code of the, uh, (laughs) that you would just purposely like have guys contact you constantly and never return their calls. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And so I think Conan did like three or four times. And like I said, I I think he saw. I don't know what Jericho is. He won't return my calls. I go, I go, well, it's probably, you're probably on a list The Conan. We called it the Conan (laughs) list. And then if, if you didn't, if Co- you return a call, yeah,
0: you're on the, list. On the
1: Conan list. Conan's is on
0: the list. You were <laughs> right. on the list. Uh, Raven, Madden Madden? Raven,
1: Raven, right? But now
0: all those guys have been on this show, right? Except for Madden Except for Madden So, so now it's the Madden the list.
1: Madden list, <laughs> 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 that's great we've invented we've a new term the Madden yeah, the list alright <laughs> <laughs> cool.
0: right, if you want to hear more crazy stories some Disco Inferno some ridiculous opinions always the butt of many jokes uh, that, 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 that's very disrespectful check out Keeping It 100 with Conan the podcast that's sweeping the airwaves on the Jericho Network it is a huge hit Conan Kevin Gill and Disco Inferno and all their crazy guests and opinions and discussions will keep you entertained every week. I'll tell you something else too. Their ad reads are absolutely amazing. I love listening to the ads on Keeping It 100 with Conan. Disco is a big part of that show. Very knowledgeable, very funny. Uh, also starting up a little bit of a huge uh, feud with Cyrus uh, from Killing the Town with Storm and Cyrus. That's every Tuesday. Disco versus Cyrus are starting to get on each other's nerves. There will be a showdown. Who's going to win? You're going to have to listen to, uh, to uh, Keep It 100 and the killing a town to find out and also don't forget about hilarious we're talking about Team Tiger Awesome every Sunday morning this week they're talking about Space Jam the classic Michael Jordan movie Space Jam lots to talk about there and you know Monday truly engage uh, know everything about that movie I'm sure go check it out lots of fun entertaining uh, tales and stories and hosts on the Jericho Network I'm getting ready to drop my fifth sh- uh, sorry my fourth show on the network uh, once again it's not wrestling it's not comedy something else completely different what I think you will love. If you love Talk is Jericho, you're going to love my next show on the Jericho Network, and I'm getting ready to unveil it very soon. And, of course, there's this show, Talk is Jericho, every Wednesday and Friday. Go hit the subscribe button on iTunes. Leave everyone on the Jericho Network and myself five-star ratings and reviews. Uh, Thank you for that, and thanks to all of you for supporting the Talk is Jericho sponsors. Couldn't do this show without them or you, and that includes the OG sponsor, Amazon. You find all my Amazon links at podcastone.com. Click on the killer deals button in the top right corner of the page, then hit the Talk is Jericho button. I got those Amazon links for the USA, UK, Canada. A eh? Every time you use the Talk is Jericho Amazon links, Amazon kicks back a small percentage to the show to help us cover production costs. I'll tell you right now, you can get anything you want for the holidays at them Talk is Jericho links. There's no extra fees, no hidden charges, any product you want. If you want to be a Talk is Jericho Amazon warrior, whatever you buy on Talk is uh, on, uh, using my Talk is Jericho links, take a screenshot of. It Post it on the Twitter at Talk is Jericho. I will retweet you and I will follow you as well. All right, don't forget, go to podcast1.com, click on the killer deals button in the top right corner of the page, then hit the Talk is Jericho button. You also find all the rest of my great sponsoros on there as well slash Jericho. Get 25% off the DDPY program and all DDPY swag. Do it now. Omaha Steaks, very tasty meals, very great, great cuts of meat. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter the promo code once again, Jericho, uh, in the search bar, and you'll get a family gift pack for $49. 99. Simply safe. Go to simplysafejericho.com Jericho.com to get $200 off the special holiday security package to keep your home safe. And of course, bowling branch, go to bowling Use that promo code Jericho, save 50 bucks off your first set of sheets. You try them out for a month. If you don't like you you send them back, get your money back. The, everything is taken care of all for, uh, for the betterment of your sleep. You got to go do this and don't forget for the betterment of your life. It's the biggest podcast ever, ever, ever. March 15th, 2017, when Mick Foley joins Talk is Jericho, the countdown rolls on only 101 days until Mick Foley is here. We've been counting down all year long. All right, it's going to be a huge show. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to the shows that you're going to listen to for the ones you have listened to, Talk and Shop live in Shanghai. Completely, ridiculously insane. Uh, There was one point where all four of us were talking, not paying attention to each other, and I was like, this is the worst slash best radio you ever going to hear. Listen to that. Check out Glenn Matlock, 40 years of the Six Pist- of the Sex Pistols as well, uh, from last week. Uh, keep listening right now for the 60-second AP News headlines coming up next. And this Friday, I got O'Shea Jackson. That's right, O'Shea Jackson Jr. He played his father in Straight Outta Compton. He played his father Ice Cube in Straight Outta Compton. He's a great guy. He's a big fan of mine. I'm a big fan of his. O'Shea Jackson will be here this Friday so check it out stay tuned we'll see you then be cool stay hard stay hungry and a big yeah boy you can download new episodes of Talk is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday at podcastone.com that's podcastone.com